Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Extremely Internet. We're an internet history podcast that explores internet culture with stories we find on the internet. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Kyle Anderson, the uh, the 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 Zoom call himself, uh, joined by by the Twitter notification uh, <laughs> master, uh, Mitch Holloman. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, that was good. That was perfect. Uh, and then uh, uh, joined by. So I, I have to do these off the dome. Uh, joined by the. There's the, only, there's the, only the two more. The Tinder. I know we're chugging through. <laughs> joined by the Tinder upgrade herself, uh, Gracie Todd. Yes, it's me. <laughs> I gotta do this off the and, dome. And and the, and the and the sliding DM uh Brian Simpson yep. <laughs> joining us. Thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Thanks, man. This is gonna be fun. Uh so Mitch, what do we got today, buddy? Okay, so today uh the sources, the main sources were uh, uh the New York Times, uh, Carl Zimmer and uh The Guardian, Steve Rose. And then also Wikipedia. And okay, so a lot of the early life of today's subject. It is. It is. Oh, I love shit. it. A podcaster from the future. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're taking my order at Chick fil A. <laughs> <laughs> but not as happy about it. <laughs> so. Today's uh, subject, a lot of his early life seems to have been sourced from him. Okay. Uh, which, what's, what's, what's his name? His name is John Polk Allen. Okay. Polk Allen. That's good. You know what? It always so, something very bad at all times about somebody with three names. Mm-hmm. Never good. Never good. The three names. Now yeah. he does. He does. Usually he goes by John P. Allen. I just, I had to include that his middle name is Polk. Because that's pretty silly. <laughs> oh yeah, and P isn't okay. Sorry. <laughs> so he was born on on May sixth, nineteen twenty nine, Carnegie, Oklahoma. Uh, he graduated from high school in nineteen forty six, and he served as the editor of the school newspaper, and was named valedictorian of his class. But again, I I don't I can't confirm that. He could just be claiming to have been the valedictorian. You know, it's crazy that in 1946, there was enough going on at a high school to write a paper about it. Like, <laughs> to write a periodical. Yeah, that is a little weird. No judgment. I'd, I'd no, like- no, I'm, I'm judging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to imagine like the 40s, 40s newspaper voice? Like, well, these teachers ever let us get out of class early. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's newsies at the school. And they're like, papes, papes. <laughs> this just in the milk's been expired for two weeks. <laughs> Lunch lady croaks. You know? <laughs> um, so uh, in 1951, he, there's also, the reason I'm so unsure about the shit he says is that it, he has there's conflicting years like he seems to have been studying at 14 different colleges throughout various times but then was also a a factory worker in a meat packing plant in chicago this is yeah 
That's the American where dream. Where he, he became involved in, in... He tried to become like a community organizer and, and uh, like a labor organizer and shit. But at the same time, uh, from 1946 to 1952, he was studying anthropology and history at Northwestern and Oklahoma universities while writing at Stanford University and serving as a machinist in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. <laughs> this can't all any of it be true, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, he was he was not doing any of this and he was doing what, like opium somewhere? What was this guy actually <laughs> up to? <laughs> yeah. What was he? Is he like the headmaster of an orphanage or whatever? Where he's you know, like you know, so many children. <laughs> right, exactly. He's got to be up to something that dark to be being like, no, I was at Stanford. Every documentary about a fucked up dude I watched, they're like, oh, he got a degree at Stanford and it comes out it's fake. I'm convinced <laughs> nine people have graduated from fucking Stanford. <laughs> yeah, the rest are just serial killers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With three fucking names. So one more time, what were all the things that he was allegedly doing? Uh, from 1946 to 52, he claims to have to have been a, a meat packer in Chicago while also uh, <laughs> being a community that. organizer. <laughs> Why can't I call it that? <laughs> What's wrong with meat packer? Right. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful shorthand for it. I'm not going to repeat meatpacking plant in Chicago. Uh, but he was also studying a couple anthropology of and history and writing for Stanford and was a machinist in the U.S. Army Corps. So the meatpacker was true, right? Why would you make that up? Like... <laughs> Because he 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 places by doing that he tries to place himself at like uh, he invented meat. What, no, he specifically with that one was trying to place himself, and it might be true, but I don't. Oh, dude, you know what? I, I I guessed it now. He's one of those <laughs> rare people you hear about that doesn't need to sleep. Right? That's mm-hmm. what this is about. It's a guy that doesn't have to sleep, so he just goes from job to job to job. Yeah, of course. He would have 10 degrees. He would have... To be going back and forth from Oklahoma to Chicago and then wherever the fuck Stanford is. He watched... Uh, I can't I go pack some meat. Yeah, those eight, those eight hours that you sleep, this dude's making moves, man. Yeah, he watched one of those motivational YouTube videos of a guy like lifting weights. Right. And ever he, since he, his life has changed. He just realized, oh man, I have a responsibility to humanity to get as much done as possible. <laughs> I I will I do want us to take a note of of you saying that right now because that is actually dead ass his mindset for his whole fucking life is oh. he believes himself to be like the one who's going to save humanity. He believes, he believes those t-shirts that say eat sleep cocker repeat. He's like that's me, dog. <laughs> Basketball so, emoji, fire emoji. Yeah. <laughs> in 1957, he earned a metallurgical mining engineer degree from the Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> is this, this is Donald Trump's resume. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Colorado School of Mimes. We get a lot of, <laughs> oh, oh, like, like mine? <laughs> we get a lot of people confused. They come here to try to learn mining and they get here and it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of scene work. <laughs> 
Right. Like, what the fuck is there to learn about a mine? <laughs> I. <laughs> It's. I had to look up because I. It keeps. He keeps being referred to as a metallurgist, and I've. I gotta say, I've heard the word, but I. I, didn't, I thought it was. Yeah, you I thought it was like up. a. Okay, a metallurgist. Metallurgist. A metallurgist. Oh, okay. Metallurgist. I. I didn't. I had to look this up. It's. It's the sciences concerned with the properties of metal and making them harder. Right. Yeah. How do you make metal harder? You use like mix earth, it. Use earth, you meat pack in front fluffer. of it. <laughs> he was an earth fluffer. Earth yes. fluffer. Earth fluffer. Yeah, he just walk up on rocks and be like, "I can make that harder." Yeah. <laughs> it's like earth bending, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> he was a full metal arginist. Performing um, metalatio. <laughs> He also apparently at the School of Mines was the the president of the student body and received the American <laughs> Gentleman Award. What? My God, my, I told you my guy gets no sleep. <laughs> I'm not calling oh, the man. A, I'm not calling the man a liar until I hear proof. <laughs> he's, he's my hero until I know otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't disprove any of this. <laughs> I, just see him, I just see a YouTube video of Brian just hyping up about this man with <laughs> motivational music in the background. I want to be Hell like yeah. him. Oh, yeah. That's right right beside my Trump can still win um, <laughs> and Bernie or Bust channels. This, this, guy, this guy, though... Said that he won. What did he win? Best Gentleman Award. Oh the my American gosh. Gentleman Award. The American Jet. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. What a what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking. Dude, this, dude, this dude is a, this dude's a fucking stallion, bro. A triumph of a man. Uh, in 1962, he got a master's degree with distinction in business administration from Harvard Business School. Uh, where he was a baker scholar, which I did not look up, but here's the thing: is he keeps baker going, scholar? like it's like a warrior poet, but with muffins. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I was stuck to my core. I don't know, and I tried to find this. I tried to look up like who his family was, uh, what he had maybe done. I don't know where the fuck he got the money to do any of this. Like it couldn't have been hard from- work. Yeah, meat packet pays good, buddy. If you pack hard enough, <laughs> I just if you pack hard bro, enough, and, and he doesn't and Mitch, need a, he doesn't need an apartment because he doesn't need to sleep anywhere. Mitch, I feel like I feel like this could e- this could be the most elaborate Chuck Norris joke. <laughs> Dude, it fucking got me. If so, <laughs> two hour. <laughs> Then he was Texas Walker Ranger. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. Okay, this is where it gets crazy. So I tried, this was, I just copy pasted this from Wikipedia and I tried to check the source. The source was his website. But he claims <laughs> that in 1963, he self financed a two year journey around the globe by land and sea to study the origins of indigenous In a hot balloon. <laughs> and their various approaches to living within their ecosystems. Wait, study the origins of what? 
uh, indigenous cultures and their various approaches to living within their ecosystems. So he was interested in seeing how people like live off the land in various parts of the world. And he claims his journeys took him to Africa, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Turkey, India, Nepal, Burma, Thailand, Malaysia, a bunch of fucking places. Uh, he claims to have uh, studied avant-garde uh, uh, writing in Tangier, uh, set up a painting studio in Fez, Morocco, hitchhiked across North Africa from Tangier to the pyramids and Karnak, lived with tribal chiefs in Sudan, traveled with refugees to the Ran of Kutch in India and Pakistan, consulted for the International Medical Relief Organization Project Concern International in Vietnam, lived on a, a boat with people in Hong Kong and worked as a journalist for a foreign correspondent on the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Southeast Africa. This dude is like poorest gump. <laughs> what is he doing? He's just like going like this. So far, this dude, if this is all true, this dude rips. Right? Like, I mean, but there's no yeah, way. Dude, dude he, went to, he went to Princeton, Harvard. He was a, <laughs> he was a mine. A, metal, a metallurgist. Um, Don't forget about studying avant-garde writing in Burma. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. This this was definitely this was definitely a black person that they whitewashed from history. That's what's going on. He's like one of the most accomplished men alive, and the racist history of America has led to us not knowing who this man is. This gem of a man. They whitewashed him to Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's the whitest you can get. Right. <laughs> like that's really like that's Martin Luther King Sr. No, and they just don't want us to know. You never hear nothing about him though. Uh, so after all of that, that that was supposedly in a in a two and a half year period. All of that. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, he's not sleeping. So. Yeah, so that's like four years for a normal person. I mean, right, right. <laughs> which, ad, which adds up, dude. Stop doubting. <laughs> now, this is where it, I can start, like, things start to be confirmed. All of that is, is stuff that he's said that it's could be true. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, but the rest of this is confirmed so in 1967, Allen co-founded the Theater of All Possibilities in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? It sounds like one of the theater troops I was in as a little kid. <laughs> like my mom put me in and we did like weird productions of like Horton Hears a Who in like side language or something. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like one of those theaters run by like one of those movie characters with like a big giant top hat and a cane. They're like, oh, the possibilities. Yeah, the imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> exactly. Now, it was it was kind of like a they they really wanted to do, you know, like performance art and, and theater stuff. Then they also really liked the environment and science. So they wanted to incorporate that into their work. So they they contributed to uh, agricultural, ecological, and cultural pro projects, including, I like that after calling it uh, ecological and agricultural projects, they then go on to list performances in Australia, 
in the <laughs> Amazon and Nigeria in a sacred forest in Nigeria. So what are the performances? What are they doing? I love that's what a sacred forest needs is improv <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> Again, that's that's, that's what gets waiting. at the power. There's like yeah. endangered lemurs and they're like, can we get a suggestion from you? Yeah, yeah. You, you, mis, you misread that. It's like the forest didn't become sacred till after his performance. Because oh. <laughs> he's built like that. Yeah. He, he, also in the mid 60s started writing poetry, novels, short stories, plays and autobiographical fiction uh, uh, which write on pen name Johnny Dolphin. <laughs> okay. Is it too late for me to rebrand all my stand up as Johnny Dolphin? <laughs> I mean you'd have a hard time cuz he's I I think like still up till recently publishing is Johnny Dolphin. Like oh he's got gosh. the branding. Up until dude. recently. This, okay. This fucking dude is 91 and still alive. Okay. He hasn't slept one day. <laughs> so it's so like it's 180. Not John, it's not John McCain. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's John, not. If John McCain wrote like sci-fi novels under the pen name Johnny <laughs> Dolphin. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh dude, this is Joe Biden. <laughs> now listen here, Jack. <laughs> Call me Johnny and Dolphin. He, and he finally became president of the United States. God, I Warren would... Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's this Joe Biden clip where he's at this like pool that I guess he used to work at uh, back in like where he 60s. met the dolphin. Go on, <laughs> right, right. Uh, and he's he's at this pool and he's like trying to fit in with like the black community because there's like it's like a predominantly black pool. And he's like, yeah, I was here when we when we first desegregated this pool. And you know, uh, a lot of a lot of rough characters used to come around. There was this dude, a uh, a corn pop. Now corn pop was a bad dude, and he used to run a lot of bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> just the quote corn pop was a bad dude <laughs> the two rivalry gangs like corn pop and johnny dolphin <laughs> i feel like if you heard that i was accused of running a lot of bad boys like <laughs> you'd think it was it was horny right like yeah holloman is a bad dude <laughs> Run a lot of bad boys. Meat, meat packing with a lot of the bad boys. <laughs> Gross. Make it go away. So this dude, this dude is putting out books and he started a podcast and he's doing a web series. All right, what what else he got going? In 1969, he co-founded and became general manager of a ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico, called that he named Synergia Ranch. It's he was really into the concept of synergy, which you that's have you known a kid who tries to talk to you about synergy? That sounds like a corporate slogan. <laughs> it does. It does. That's something you say when you end the meeting. One, two, three, synergy. <laughs> it could be like an MLM too. Like oh, here is yeah, Synergy yeah. Global. We try to sell direct to other consumers. It's it's not a pyramid spin. It's synergy. 
<laughs> I feel like he uses like all types of buzzwords, like twenty four seven. Like uh, I don't know why I think dolphins a buzzword, but to me it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's a buzzword. You know these typical you- buzzwords: snowflake, <laughs> dolphin. Dolphin makes you Synergy. relax. Right? Dolphin makes you feel a certain way. I don't know. Only me and Johnny yeah. Dolphin get it. Y'all it makes you calm it. down. It's like a, it's like we see a white dude with dreadlocks. You know. <laughs> It's soothing. Soothing. <laughs> so the ranch would become home to the 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 tap network. That's what he called the theater of all possibilities. The tap <laughs> network. Sure. These are buzzwords. <laughs> um, Told you, dolphin. It was it was 130 acres uh, on high altitude, and it they leased the space to architectural enterprises conducted anti-desertification work and developed special ecologically sustainable agricultural systems and performed research in solar and wind technology. Now, these people are not scientists. Just, they, these... You mean? Because <laughs> yeah. all of that, I was like, okay, so scientists are doing science shit, and then you're like, nah, these people, they used to bid on storage units. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I mean, they're the members of TAP, which he had... So, so John like they're Allen, theater kids? Yeah, basically. <laughs> John Allen started creating, like, this weird science theater cult almost. And that's at this point, from what I can tell, the way he was getting his money was rich factors who seemed to support whatever his vision seemed to be. I mean, if his pitch was, I mean, I don't sleep, they were on board. It was Brian <laughs> giving all the money. <laughs> He's like, I got you, Johnny Dolphin. This dude's yeah, no amazing. Sure. He was at Stanford. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess they worked with scientists. They did. They they would like work with universities and shit. But then they also we looked. We you. looked at a picture of a scientist for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so they, I guess, they're over actors, a thousand. So they can they, just act like a scientist. They've seen Bill Nye. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a goal to like make it self-sufficient they planted over a thousand trees including 450 fruit trees and organic vegetable gardens an extensive soil building program was established and adobe buildings and a geodesic dome was designed by buckman i don't know i don't know if buckminster fuller built. i don't know if it was the buckminster but <laughs> minute, are we still are we still in year four what because he did a, he did all that other shit in, in the first two years. Which year are we in now? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, that... So we're in 1969 right now. Uh, 1963 is when he went on his, his two-and-a-half-year journey. It was so 1969. So we're six years separated from the start of uh, his two-year journey. Uh, he's now lived in San Francisco with his theater, and they've moved to Santa Fe and started planting a bunch of shit and building domes. So I'm going to yeah. guess, this ends up being a cult, right? This is where we're going? 
You know what? No. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know, no. Um, but it feels like one the whole time. Mitch sounds like he's part of, of the cult. He's like, it's not a cult. It's not, it's not a, a pyramid scheme. It's synergy. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, on the property, would, would do pottery and woodwork, ironwork. They made clothing. They did leather work. I, it, seemingly, at this point, they're building like a small medieval town. But it's like kind of like sciency. It's cyberpunk. It's like a cyberpunk western town. Yeah, it's steampunk. Come on down to Polk Steampunk Utopia. Steampolk. Steampolk. <laughs> um, they also helped build a bunch of Adobe buildings throughout Santa Fe. It really, they they. It's what was referred to as a local renaissance of traditional Adobe architecture. So are they responsible for shitty Adobe houses yeah. that like white people build in the suburbs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like responsible for bringing that back. They did that. Fuck. <laughs> That's where the story is going. That's their contribution. Um, okay. So all of this is happening in, you know, 1969, 1970, 1971. And during this, um, John goes back to school. He's, you know. Again? He's you a, know, I don't, think he's, scholar. I don't think he studied at enough places before. It just wasn't a well-rounded education. <laughs> uh, this time, uh, 1971, he earns a certificate in advanced Physiological Systems for Engineers from the University of Michigan. This sounds real. This sounds like he did that. I'm pretty sure he did that. He's, he seems to have done that. Um, and in 1973, he co-founded the Institute of Ecotechnics. So he went and got this degree because he, was, he had plans. He was coming up with... And he was in love with what they were building in Santa Fe. Like they had this fucking tight ass shit. They had trees, fruit, soil, adobes. What more could you want? (laughs) So he's plotting to take that to the next level. Uh, And then also founded an art gallery in London um, and bought a ranch in Australia that I don't know what happened on that ranch. Okay. This dude, how does he have time to do anything other than paperwork? He's constantly buying things and starting foundations and starting organizations and like just the paperwork that this guy brings in. I, I think, think what Kyle is asking is like, was he fucking or no? <laughs> like, was this dude getting laid? Like, Thank is you. this pent Thank up you energy? For the note behind my yeah, note. He was definitely fucking. <laughs> you he think was he was fucking? Yeah. yeah, this is John Titor, dude. He was fucking through the decade. <laughs> Where does he have the time? That's my thing. And like, don't you feel like he's just so pent up? He's like, I'm gonna science create. But bro, like, he was just he was just hella efficient, bro. Yeah, this dude's getting dome while he like fixes soil. While he's creating <laughs> dome. Yeah, getting like, dome oh while God. he creates dome. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> You ever heard of uh, Buckminster Fuller? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Talk about a buzzword. <laughs> um, in 1975, uh, the the residents of I I think the ranch decided that they were gonna build a a research vessel, like a a a, a boat, a science boat, a science boat. So they got like I guess the hull of a a boat from like a an old fishing boat, and they restored it. Uh, and the the head of the project, their chief designer, was a 19 year old student with no experience in boat building. Um, and I see did a good job. It's like still sailing today. As a it's called the Titanic. <laughs> Yo, this dude should have realized he could have just lied and been like, I actually went to Harvard for boat building and uh, (laughs) studied mast suspension at Yale. In 1983, they they started a project called Casas de la Selva, Houses of the Forest which was a rainforest enrichment project in Puerto Rico where they, they just bought, it says they acquired, which can, that's never a good, they, they acquired nearly a thousand acres of land adjacent to the Guavate Carite forest mm-hmm. with the goal. This of is this, how Columbus acquired land. It's probably similar. With a good attitude. But they wanted to build more forest. And they did that. <laughs> just a little hard work, a little, a little pizzazz, and a little yeah, glitter. You know, he girl just boss. Got his, he got his name out there. He was a real girl boss, and he just—he was such a girl boss. He, did, he put he did everything Gary V talks about. He did. <laughs> no, real Chrissy Teigen. I do want to stress Teigen. one more time. It's it's totally not a cult. <laughs> okay. But the residents of the ranch, like they split their time between theater, farming and furniture making. They saw themselves as picking up the pieces from the wreckage of civilization. A quote from John Allen. Huh? Theater, theater, furniture making and what? Uh, Farming. That's the worst Tinder bio. Theater, (laughs) furniture making making and farming. Farming. 22. I, I hit him up. I like it. I'm in. He's standing there holding a fish on his tinder bar. <laughs> I like to hunt, make chairs, and watch Hamilton. What up? <laughs> Count me in. John, John Allen was once quoted as saying, Western civilization isn't simply dying. It's dead. We're probing into its ruins to take whatever is useful for the building of the new civilization to replace it. So he was kind of viewed as like a doomsday prophet in his time at this point. Like he had done all this science shit and now he's kind of become a recluse. People think he's a cult leader. Like he's on this fucking ranch in Santa Fe with a bunch of theater geeks doing fuck knows what building domes now santa fe has a bunch of new adobes and nobody knows how to explain it that's got a cult i do i do like how so this, this guy point, pivots from like we've got to fix soil to like well the world is fucked <laughs> in a matter of like two years 
Yeah, I don't disagree with him. I would be down to just like trash what we got, move along. You know what I mean? Nope, just me. That always works. Let's I mean, I think that's what I've I've got my, and I know it's he if he needs his Twitter account taken away, but I my hope is that Elon will take us to a better place and then blow this up. It's called Grimestopia. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want to go to Grimestopia? And then me. No, it's just called. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks at naming. Remember, he didn't name Grimes. He did name his kid. Oh my god! Which is like Aeon Sonic or whatever. Is that how you say it? It's like Aeon Seven Sixteen or some shit. I don't know. He named his fucking kid after a jet. His name like, is know, Johnny Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Johnny Dolphin. <laughs> or or he's he's he ought to, he outfitted his kid with one of those. No roll things, and it's really it, the kid is really just Elon. <laughs> uh, he controls. He controls what the kid does. It's like having a new ch- having his childhood all over again. <laughs> Yo, that'd be cool. I'd do that. I want to be a baby again. Give an Elon play. <laughs> you want to be a baby again, Grace? I do want to be a baby again. I hate it here, twenty four seven. Oh, you be, doing like, like, you be doing like diaper play and shit? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, there's those adults that do that. They just Yeah, I want it in a sexual way. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Ruin this for me. <laughs> Holy shit, is that the same place that Mitch has always lived? It's getting yeah. better over there. Yeah. The first time I was at your place, you didn't have a floor. I still don't have a floor. <laughs> okay, all right. But I've been looking. We're we're actually we're we're gonna go to Home it's Depot in the soon. We've we we found some some nice looking floors. We've got curtains now. It's mm-hmm. it's looking better. He's married now, so they're making this house a home. Oh, y'all spent all that floor money on the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. He pawned his floor. See, it was sweet. It was sweet. He pawned his floor to get her a ring, and she pawned the rig to get him a mop for the floor. Oh, her ring, wow. her ring is that's, just that's, a curved floor. That's love right there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should try diaper play. Why are you assuming that I have? Don't think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I have one on right now. It's yeah. out of necessity. Oh. <laughs> See, it's not sexual for you. You wouldn't understand. No, I wouldn't. No one gets me. I hate it here. Um. Yeah. My girl just loves that baby wipe smell on my dick. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about? That smell is like, there used to be shit around here, but uh, it's rather really pleasant. Baby wipes do have a smell. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We bought our cat a cat litter that smells just like. Uh, I, it's, I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to hold my cat without thinking of Brian's dick now. <laughs> yep. There you go. At least you don't have a visual to, ru- to like ruin it. You can imagine any dick you want. Any. Mm. Wanna, fun, that's a fun thing about creativity. Yeah, you don't have to imagine my, my bulbous uh, diabetic dick. 
It's wearing one of those diabetes like foot sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> it went. It went. It went. To, it, went to, it went to Princeton and Harvard. <laughs> Never sleeps. Never sleeps. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh. All right. Oh god. So So they spent a good portion of the 70s and it seems like all of the 80s dreaming of how they were going to save the earth. Um and they did this by uh John met uh it seems like this guy was just like a member of the ranch for a while. His name is Ed Bass, and he's described as the scion of a wealthy Texas family who became chairman of a company called Space Biospheres Ventures. I love how, I you, know how you go from trouble. Texas oil. Well, I'm not going to say Space Biospheres Ventures in a southern <laughs> accent. That's not allowed. Space Biospheres Ventures. <laughs> like too much. It's, a, it's very buttery. I can actually feel myself. My that's, arteries. That, 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 that is all buzzwords, though. <laughs> Just as space bio something ventures. It's only buzzwords. <laughs> So Ed Bass um, is still alive. He's old. This is this is in you know late eighties, uh, beginning of nineteen ninety one. Uh, I he seemed to have split his fortune with his brother in in like the uh, uh, early nineties. They there were four of them who had a, a shared fortune of five billion dollars. What the fuck? Um, they all split up at that point. They had gotten all their money from their, they had gotten $2 million each from their uncle and then a fuck ton of oil. And they, sure. they, yeah. So they were just always rich. And at some point, somehow this dude was under the tutelage of, of our, of our John Polk Allen. John seemed to be able to just like smooth talk any fucking rich guy. That's what I, I, I doesn't seem like he had personal wealth. Like I, he must've had some level of money, but I don't think he was like personally wealthy. He was fucking them. He was fucking billionaires. Yeah. Packing that meat. <clears throat> that's the only thing I can think of. No one gives that much money unless, you know, you put I, a diaper on. So how do you make all your money, Grace? <laughs> oh, I'm poor. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. This is my parents' basement, but I appreciate you asking. That's the basement? Yeah. It's a nice basement. It's yeah, thank you. I had to fuck for it. <laughs> Wait a minute, which parent? Oh, my mom, duh. Uh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. You have, you, have, you, have, you have windows in your basement. Yes, I do. Well, I have windows. It's not a basement. Wait, yeah, the- no. Wait, is, it like a, is it like a little window? <laughs> no, it's oh, like yeah. a. What do you ba- Wait, hold on. Wait, ba- basements are underground. It's have like a little window at like the top of like maybe like wait, a little tiny underground. Wait. <laughs> Fucking wait. 
Because if you don't know what a basement is, then you might not know what an attic is, which might change so much of the deep lore of this program. Wait, we have an attic too. Just want to no, you might not. You fucking might not, though. <laughs> We've always called this the basement, but I'm like for sure looking not at it's the garden I'm looking at. So did you go downstairs <laughs> to get there? Yes, oh. I did go downstairs. It's just okay. weird. We have weird shaped land. Okay, um, so you're on like a big incline. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. we're on an incline, and fuck off, guys. I'm doing my best. Oh, you had me so worried <laughs> that you've been thinking. Yeah. first floors were basements and second she's like, floors yo, were I, attics. She's like, she's like I'm not, but I did I fuck my mom for a first floor? <laughs> yeah, this I think that's sucks, a better dude. deal. I would say I made love, but like whatever you want to say, like I'm cool. No, maybe you just misinterpreted. Like you were like, mom, I need to come back home. And she was like, fuck me. And you're like, okay. But she's like, <laughs> Let's get into this. I need to start doing physical bits on a podcast. That's my biggest weakness. Yeah, she's, number she's one weakness. Has so many I props number one. that have been crushing it. Yeah, you, you guys, guys don't even it. see it, but I'm actually killing it over here. Yeah, I did a backflip too. It was for the bit. You wouldn't understand. Oh, we can see people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was on the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see everybody at once. I could only see the people that were talking. Oh, there you go. Oh. I thought you were just staring at the the one fucking thing where it's like tap to speak. <laughs> oh no. You're holding the button down. No, no, do you know what is weird though? There is a there is a second Mitch in the in the Zoom call. Mm-hmm. That's his yeah, evil it's, twin. It's Nega Mitch. He's a, yeah. a dark, a dark entity that follow, seems to follow Mitch anywhere he goes. And I yeah. assume they'll have to do battle at some point, but I saw them kiss earlier. It was really weird, but I think it was like a kiss, but like we're going to fight still. You know it's what I mean? Dark, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no. I, Is that have, your producer? I have audio open on my on my <laughs> computer and then video on my phone because I, I don't have a computer with a webcam. <laughs> that was evil Mitch talking. Uh, oh, you can you, tell oh, by the yellow. Me neither, but your phone has a camera. Yeah, but I've got a microphone and my I can't get my microphone. It was a whole thing. Okay, okay, all right. We, I'm not judging. <laughs> See, he went. He actually went to Princeton for uh, AV <laughs> and studied Zoom architecture at uh, Yale. <laughs> well, no, the Zoom architecture I did study at the University of Mining. <laughs> that was. I um, still can't get over the idea of like the University of Miming having their graduation and it's totally silent. They all like throw their they all like throw fake hats into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> they're handing out the diplomas and they're like just opening them up and there's nothing there. <laughs> Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Wow. <laughs> mm. So in 1984, they they had gotten Ed Bass's support, uh, and they announced that they're going to build an airtight structure inside of which ecosystems would thrive, supplying a group of people with air to breathe, water to drink, and food to eat. 
It would be called Biosphere 2. Oh, but they're so close to Biodome. (laughs) It's actually what, uh, it was the inspiration for the film Biodome. Oh. I was yeah. gonna say I was gonna say Biosphere Two sounds like like a sequel to Biodome. That's like direct to DVD. Well, yeah, Biosphere what was the two, two for? I'm so I'm so glad you asked, Grace. Um, You're welcome. Well, see, Biosphere Two is the sequel to Biosphere One, being Earth. Okay, I'm pissed <laughs> oh, off. God damn it. Never. Ryan, I hate this guy. I'm sorry. I hate theater kids, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate theater kids. As as one, I hate them. Um, there were varying reports between. Uh, I can't tell if because uh, the articles that were written in the modern day estimated the project at 250 million dollars, whereas ones that were written closer to the time. Uh, all said 150 million. So I don't know if they were like increasing for inflation or if they like found out that more money was spent. Um, but it was very expensive and it was almost entirely funded by Ed Bass. Well, did it work? Get that oil money, honey. <laughs> well, it was it was meant to conduct scientific, technical, and management research relevant to understanding the biosphere of the Earth and as a prototype for permanent life habitats on suitable locations in space. So they wanted to they just wanted to make like fucking they wanted to be able to terraform Mars ultimately. They thought they they could spend like two years doing. He thought he was gonna have another two year trip and be like, "Well, off to Mars." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Studied so. at the University of Mars. <laughs> miming. That's actually yeah. miming. What he's studying on Mars. <laughs> um, and so they started building it in the desert. They started building this massive fucking structure. It looks like. I haven't seen it, but what I believe it Logan's run looks like. Sure. It's just like this big white um geodesic in places, but like weirdly reflective. This wild ass fucking building that they built. And it racked up headlines like Desert Dreamers build a man-made world. Um in an interview with Discover magazine, Carl Hodges, who was a University of Arizona scientist predicted that it might turn out to be the most significant scientific project of all time. Uh, The second is the volcano I did in second grade. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was fire. Now, it's worth noting that... uh, Whoa, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks crazy. Another scientist... It looks like something uh, somebody built in Minecraft. It very much does. wild looking. Um, But... uh, while while that person seemed to think that it was going to, uh, you know, like maybe save the world, uh, one of the scientists who was uh, helping out on the project, who actually uh, were, was a member of NASA's, uh, like, habitat team, so they built ecological setups for NASA, they were a real scientist, uh, uh-huh. said that they thought it was very poorly built, but uh, <laughs> but they paid for everything, so let's try it out. <laughs> okay. So, right. 
So there were there were varying thoughts on how it was going to to work out. I'm surprised these guys didn't build it on a fucking Adobe. I think that was probably <laughs> the first side that was definitely <laughs> on the board. Jesus. Um its plans called for 3,800 species of plants and animals, including hummingbirds and lemur-like primates called bush babies, little cuties. Uh, now, now, that is a cute name for a creature. It does sound like a slur. It's bush <laughs> babies? It yeah. sounds like my parents when they're sure. huge fans of bush. We <laughs> got bush babies. Oh, I feel like bush, ba- bush baby comes from like the era when there were Hairy vaginas, and so <laughs> when you pulled, when you pulled out and like came on the, on the bush, you know, just you call them bush babies. The era, it's since the era. Mankind, we have evolved now, and there's no longer. There was the yeah, Jurassic people are, era. People are obsessed with shaving their pussies. I hate it. I mean, I love to shave mine. <laughs> Personally, yeah, give, me, give me the old third armpit. You know. See <laughs> that. I, Brian's I, a simple man. He just wants a, a thick bush and a full <laughs> diaper. <laughs> Can't lose. Can't lose. <laughs> that's the, that's the, 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 the quote from Friday Night Lights. Full <laughs> diapers, thick bushes. Can't lose. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a confession to make this whole podcast. I finally looked it up. Um, I didn't know what an Adobe is. So <laughs> you've been thought we didn't talk about Photoshop this whole time. I literally did. So I was like, this is an interesting conversation. Um, but I want you guys to know that now I do. I just want to share that with you because I trust you all. And I mean, what so do you important. think of them? Do you think Santa Fe is the better for having them? Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. I, as, I feel like there's someone, been a lot of like show showdowns. You know, as someone oh, oh. who uh, who who like. Um, lived in in Vegas for most of my life. Uh, only Karens live in Adobe houses. Really? <laughs> Adobe houses are exclusively lived in by Karens. What I mean, what about hey, so like who? all? Of, what about like most of Mexico? <laughs> I'm talking about ones in the U.S., bro. I'm not talking about oh. ones in, like no, those two. Houses. Those two, just all Karens. <laughs> yeah, it's only Karens there too. <laughs> They're like, I, I'd like to speak to the manager of this cartel. <laughs> Whose angry mom do I have to fuck for an Adobe? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Karen in Spanish is Cain. <laughs> So the wastewater like building though this building is crazy. The wastewater was to be purified as it was pumped through soil where microbes would remove contaminants. And that doesn't seem that's a thing. Okay. When, when you said purified, I literally thought you're talking about like a catholic priest just <laughs> blessing all the wastewater. <laughs> this is no longer shit. This is Jesus. So the night before, so at this point, so they've built this giant dome, right? They announced this in 1984. And now we reached 1991 when the dome is finished. And what they plan to do is send eight people into the dome for two years. They're going to be locked in tight. Now that sucks because in that two years, you could have 
uh, worked at a meatpacking plant, gone to Stanford. <laughs> you could have accomplished so much, but you're going to lose out on all that. My God, that's a big choice. Um, <laughs> so they were going to put eight people in here for two years. And of the eight, only one of them was like a scientist. Great. The goal was that they were going to conduct, they had to take care of the ecosystems inside of this. There's like a fuck ton of alive animals that exist in separate ecosystems. Like there were articles and okay, biodomes exist. There's like a really fucking cool one in uh, somewhere in Canada where they converted this massive uh, uh, like rink that had been built for the Olympics a long ass time ago. Oh, and they were cool. like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? So they turn it into this like really amazing, you can go through, it's all these different like ecological areas with a bunch That's of animals sick. and shit. But, and so it's a thing, it's been done. But at the, I, I saw some articles where they were like, well, you know, if you open the cold part, it's going to kill all the birds. You can't have them. <laughs> like they didn't seem to understand the concept of it, but like that's possible. But you do need scientists to take care of it. Um, sure, sure. So these were all theater nerds going in, all eight of them. And the night before their mission began, it was getting like a fuck ton of press. Uh, Ed Bass's company, Space Biospheres Ventures, hosted a dance party for two. I was gonna say, did they throw a cast party? They before did. doing this because god damn it if theater nerds first idea is not a cast party there were apparently uh giant sombreros full of guacamole and chips yeah. and if i know theater kids they were fingering each other oh totally um no 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 that is theater kids i promise uh this is my <laughs> The 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 famous people who were in attendance were Woody Harrelson, Timothy Leary, and Dan Ratzenberger of Cheers fame. <laughs> they were all in Cheers. I no no uh, only Dan Ratzenberger and I just found out also Woody Harrelson at some point. Yeah, yeah he was. I think I didn't point, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Timothy Leary's like a like a, a, a he t- takes acid. He's famous ah, for taking okay. acid. Um, he do love acid. <laughs> uh, Dan Ratzenberger's last words uh, of the night, uh, according to one of the articles, was, don't worry, everybody. They can still watch Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the next morning, it was September 26th, 1991. The eight people... Biospherians, as they were calling themselves, uh, paraded in front of the press wearing blue jumpsuits. They they went in looking like astronauts. They dead ass went in like they were astronauts. Uh, after the airlock was shut, they waved to the cameras from behind the glass. Now, uh, tourists were coming to this by the thousands, and they were allowed to to come in and peer through the glass like these people were on display fully uh there was also a gift shop which was in a converted test module i guess it maybe looked like the the biosphere uh which had t-shirts bumper stickers keychains playing cards um and the visitors 
articles, I, I found a couple different things. Uh, one article said it was 450,000 people had come. Another said 650,000. Oh, wow. And it Jesus. also ranged in price of admission from $10 to 1250. I don't, I don't know which price was real or if they were maybe doing different ones on different days. I'd be upset if I was the journalist who got the 1250 price. Yeah, or maybe they didn't like that journalist. Maybe it was just kind of a little bitch. They well, threw in two like, extra dollars. It's like if you go if you go to something like the Wax Museum and you don't use a Groupon, you're just being stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> That's it, guys. Just thanks for listening to our our investments podcast. <laughs> so the big. The way they were able to sell this as, you know, being a viable thing is that they were going to invent things inside of it and discover things inside of it that could lead to lucrative patents like for water purifiers <laughs> and the data management system. Right. They envisioned biospheres built to order. They thought this was going to be the thing where you're like, well, yeah, well, honey, let's get our biosphere. <laughs> they, um, by 1995, they hoped to put one in orbit and perhaps eventually build biospheres on the moon and Mars. He wanted this to be three years and off to the moon. Well, I mean... Shoot for the again. moon, because if you miss, you'll hit the stars. So, you're welcome. It's eight really people. something written by somebody who doesn't know how space works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this dude is insane. And I don't he, think he's insane. I think also, he's just a dreamer. I like too that he's not one of the people going in there. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Like most of these people I think were pretty young. They were mostly in like their twenties and thirties, except for the scientist who was like 67. Um, Imagine how annoying it would be to be stuck with eight people all the time and you can't even sleep. What a sitcom episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a bottle episode of their lives. Wait a minute, dude, can't sleep makes it seem like a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I think. I think it's a curse. I think it, it eludes him. That's what he was traveling the world for. He's just trying to <laughs> fuck it and find something to knock him out. <laughs> Um, so it's eight people locked in a biosphere. They have to tend to animals and plants, a bunch of shit. They have to do tests, science shit that they don't know how to do. But it started off okay. Um, but then pretty quickly they realized um, that the food they were eating was you know, mostly fruits and vegetables. And so they were kind of tired. They weren't, they weren't getting uh, much of it either. They uh, they had a, a pretty hard time growing it. The crops were too slow or too labor intensive to be worthwhile, and the wild coffee bushes took a fortnight to produce enough for one cup, which doesn't feel like it would be the number one issue. But I could see being a little. These are theater <laughs> kids. Don't talk to them until they've had their coffee. 
Um, I just want to say my vegan brother will tell you you can get just as much protein in fruits and vegetables as you can in anything else. Yeah, but not if you have to grow them all. <laughs> yeah, like right. if you have to grow every nut that you're eating. It's not gonna they work. Mostly yeah, your it. brother's like your brother's like you can get just as much protein from bush babies. <laughs> any any steak out there. I love saying my vegan brother for things that don't even have to do with vegan too. I'm like, my like, vegan brother says you should give me my stuff back. The worst sequel to my octopus teacher. <laughs> my vegan brother says that uh, female orgasms are actually a myth. So, <laughs> But that's just my brother because he's a vegan, so you wouldn't understand. You have to trust. Get on his level. Um, my vegan they, brother voted for Kanye. <laughs> for some reason I, I can't make the joke because I look like I'm the vegan brother you do, you do. <laughs> there was too I dated a girl who was vegan and I was like yeah I'll be vegan and she was like you don't have to do that and I was like no I want to do this <laughs> And then I would sneak shit at 7-Eleven. I would get taquitos. I wasn't oh, even, yeah, I didn't even have to do it. <laughs> Created a situation where I had to lie. It was wrong of me. Here, here's the thing is I, I think it would suck to be vegan, but I think there is there would be nothing better than cheating on being vegan. Like it when you cheat, good. when you cheat on being vegan, Dude, you just sit down with a bunch actually, of like fried chicken. You're like, oh. Actually, when you interview vegans privately, they most of them secretly cheat. How uh, many vegans are you? All of them. There's no. There's no, no real I, vegans. I, no, I, I read a thing. I read a thing recently where like there was like a there was like a vegan, um, like a not a cult, but like a, a convention. No, no, like a like a house, like they all a commune. <laughs> like a TikTok hype house. Yeah, like studying in the commune and like eating lentils. They all, it, they all like when they were individually, they all admitted to either wanting to or secretly having meat. Not all I, of them. Uh, I them. just want to say I used to be a vegan and it feels much better to cheat on your boyfriend. I just want to say <laughs> much prefer that. It's just meat pack with somebody else. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Fuck that vegan. <laughs> I used to be a um, bush baby, but I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I want you to have that t-shirt so I badly. T -shirt. I used to be a bush baby, but I'm unstoppable. And someone's like, what's a bush baby? And you're like, well, you know a woman with a fine bush. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, That's hate, all in the I back. You know a woman with a fine bush. <laughs> <laughs> So they ate mostly beetroot and sweet potato, and they they started coming. Just beet they, and sweet, baby. Well, I know what I'm naming my next comedy album. <laughs> they started trying. <laughs> they started trying to make the beetroot and sweet potato into different foods, like. <laughs> They like made bacon. they claim to have made a taco shaped like a dinosaur. That's that's not wait. Such a theater kid move. What what dinosaur could possibly 
maybe Stegosaurus. I will maybe give you Stegosaurus. I'm looking up taco-shaped dinosaurs. There is nothing. Dinosaur-shaped tacos, taco-shaped dinosaurs. These are not, these are two things that shape-wise couldn't be more different. Oh, no. A, um, a Tricera, Triceratops. Triceratops. You know the, the type of lesbian called Triceratops? So it's a lesbian with big triceps who, who does the fucking... Yeah, no, good. no. A, a, tricer- a lesbian Triceratops is a, a, a lesbian named Sarah that tries being on top. Uh, I'm sorry. I get my lesbians mixed up. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. that's when, you, when you're a lesbian named Sarah and you fuck two other lesbians named Sarah that are also tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. Exactly. A rat king of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> now that's my next comedy album. <laughs> a rat king of lesbian Sarah's. Rat King of Lesbian Sarahs. <laughs> and it's me just shrugging on the cover. Oh my God. So I'm, they I'm... all lost a lot of weight from not eating. Uh, and two weeks into the mission, one of them, uh, a woman named Jane Pointer, sliced off the tip of her finger in a rice threshing machine. Oh, oh I thought to eat. Jane Pointer? <laughs> Yeah, that's I hardly know her. <laughs> I don't think she's Jane Pointer anymore. She yeah. sliced it off. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have a hard time living up to that name. <laughs> you gotta gotta change her name to Jane Nubber. Uh the the one the one I he was actually not a scientist, he was a doctor. The one doctor on the mission uh reattached it. Um <laughs> But then later on, he looked at it and he was like, oh, no. And she got to leave to go to a hospital. Why is it shaped like a dinosaur? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but if I attach the taco to your hand, then that means we ate. Oh, no. (laughs) So he's like, you're not a lesbian. A few hours later, uh, she was already. They put her back in. They stitched it up and tossed her back. Uh, but she brought in with her a. She brought a duffel bag uh, supplied by Biosphere 2's management, packed with supplies such as computer parts and color film. Not the supplies they wanted. I, I would have imagined they wanted food. Um. Reporters wouldn't learn of that right away. And also, at this point, they had, I believe, start, had to start breaking into the food rations because they had, like, had some food on hand, you know, for a worst-case scenario that happened immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like anything but going outside to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's, it's like they were preparing for now because that's... I've been eating some... Beetroot shaped tacos. I don't know. Um, so everybody started to get kind of, kind of bummed out. You know, mm-hmm. it was a challenge uh, at the best of times, which <laughs> I don't. Uh, it was likened to a marathon group therapy session by one of the the people who was a part of it. Mm. 
Um, it's exhausting. As someone who has failed plenty like, of marathon training, I get like it. A, it's like As someone a, who's a, failed a, group therapy, I get it too. It's like <laughs> AA, but everyone's just addicted to all that bullshit. <laughs> Here's your one month chip for shutting the fuck up. <laughs> and okay, so you know they were they were on display at pretty much all times. The, apparently, at one point, Jane Goodall uh, came to visit. Who's that? Uh, she was a uh, she conducted like really famous studies with primates. With monkeys. She was, she, that, like, she was that like lady. Oh yeah, yeah. See, you, yeah. Did you see how Gracie looked at me? Like you don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> she's, I love her. She's so you cool. Don't, you don't know white legend Jane Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's my she's my Johnny Dolphin for you. Okay. Didn't she I get trouble? Her. Didn't she get trouble for for fucking chimps? Or did I imagine that? I feel oh, you like fuck you one chimp. That. You fuck one chimp. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. people people blow it all out of proportion. You come on right? one chimp's bush, suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so well, the, a chip, one of the a chip would a chip would wreck your box though. Dude. You can't fuck a chip. I'm experienced. Let me know. I'm kidding. They don't have any slow twitch muscle fibers, so they can't be gentle. How do you know that? <laughs> so he's got chimp facts, bro. I know. How do you, how do you know that? And you don't know who Jade Goodall is, but you know this much about Jim Muscular. <laughs> I mean, the name the name sounded vaguely familiar. <laughs> but so uh, you, you don't know who Sojourner Truth is. I don't. Wait, <laughs> Jane Goodall did not did not fuck a chip. Don't ever convince me of that again. I was so hurt. She didn't? No, what the fuck is wrong with you? She at least got <laughs> accused by some though, right? Like they meet. No, it's like they made love. <laughs> they meet to her in sign language. They're like <laughs> Well, I mean she had to how to, how else was she gonna get to stay in that basement? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. We get um, each other. But uh, one of the crew members uh, recalls feeling as though they were being observed by Jane Goodall as if they were captive primates. So at this point, they've got like no food. They're starting. I, surely to God, at this point, you start looking at like the hummingbirds at least and being like, I mean, there's not a lot of meat on a hummingbird, I guess. I'd eat someone else. That's where I am. <laughs> yeah. But there's people watching you. It's <laughs> yeah. not like you're alone on an island. There's That's like, what makes it hot, Kyle. It's fucking Jane Goodall's tapping on the glass. Hey, bro, they Jane- signed the waiver. <laughs> they signed the waiver. You're looking at the chick with her finger. You got her finger reattached. She starts looking like a giant, like a giant drumstick, like in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Tasty dinosaur taco. Yeah. Well, hey, well, you do you do notice that that Kyle and his his Scotty Pippen are the only one. I mean, um, John John Allen and his Scotty Pippen are the only ones that Kyle hasn't told us are still alive. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> everyone he's That's- mentioned, everyone he's mentioned since them two. He hasn't said they're alive still. Which so. ones? The the original was the name John P. Allen. Yeah, John. And then his his like his uh his Scotty Pippen, I forget his name. Oh, Ed Bass. 
Ed Bass. Ed Bass. <laughs> They're both in their nineties and, and still kicking. You haven't you haven't said that these other people are still alive. Yeah, are they alive? <laughs> so how are they alive? The What's their number? <laughs> well, at this point, and mind you, this is like. I think they're like maybe six months in to their two year mission. I don't think it's probably closer to three months. It's just gone so poorly. Uh, they split up into two groups, four and four. Uh, one group uh, wanted to uh, bring in more oxygen, like from the outside, uh, because their plants were dying. Um, and the other group had a different idea. Now, the reason they wanted to bring in more oxygen is because uh, the soil had spawned what's described as an explosion of oxygen-gulping bacteria, which, mm. which led to... Uh, so the Earth's atmosphere is, I guess, 21% oxygen, and inside the biosphere, because of this this bacteria it fell to 14.2 percent so they felt like they were in a super high altitude they Ooh, they God. said they constantly felt like they were mountain climbing uh some of them started so, so they're like weak from not eating and now they're yeah, also dude, that's, like that's what it's like to argue with my stepmother <laughs> <laughs> she feels like you're surrounded by by Oxygen gulping bacteria. Yeah, I, need to bring, I need to bring in. I need to bring in oxygen from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really great way to handle like an argument. Just like going outside and saying I need to bring in oxygen from the outside. I feel like that would like solve a lot of my arguments. I don't really get many, but I do feel that the ability to take a hit off of an oxygen tank at any given moment could end any argument. Like if oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, I need to just <sighs> what were you saying? You know, <laughs> that's a fucking power move. That's a bigger power move than pissing your pants, which I'll do. I'll do it right now. I'm still wearing a diaper. Um, <laughs> I I got to hit hit an oxygen tank when I was EMT training. Were you <laughs> supposed to? No. <laughs> this is why I failed. But the point is, it was fun. My dad, when he was in the Air Force, said that he would like uh, on the he used to pack C-130s, and he said that they would have an oxygen oh, a tank. Oh, C-130 packer. He was a C-130 packer. Similar to a meat packer. He uh, he said that they would have a, an oxygen tank for like emergencies or whatever. But if you hit the straight oxygen, it'll sober you up immediately. Right? Mm. So like he would like show up like fucked up as shit. Like <laughs> literally drunk. And have to like fill out all the paperwork and like, like hit the oxygen like four or five times. Be like, fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so at, at some point, they did wind up getting more oxygen. They also got a carbon dioxide scrubber. They had to bring a fuck ton of shit in from the outside. And I think they tried to keep it secret from the press because like, they didn't want them to know that the mission was failing horribly. They had already broken into uh, their three months. Of, I think they had finished off their three months supply of food, basically. They had to get more taken in. Um and the hummingbirds and 
bees died. Uh, the crops went unpollinated. Uh, nematode worms and broad mites started attacking the crops, and cockroaches rained. That was a quote from the article. <laughs> so this wait, wait, is, no, wait, a minute, wait a minute. When you say rain, you mean like fall from the sky, or you mean dominated the environment? They became the rulers of the biosphere. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. See, that's my cue to get the fuck up out of the biosphere. Yeah, I like I like how they they set out to be like this is what utopia will be like, and instead they they were like this is what dystopia will be like. Or but maybe like plagues. one guy, like one guy who really likes cockroaches was like, this is my dream. Yo, this I'm rips. happy. <laughs> I feel like at this point, I can't wait for Men in Black to shifted. come out in eight years. <laughs> I I think they could have seen like what kind of society cockroaches could build, given. <laughs> Given the right conditions. Turns out, New Mexico. (laughs) I was going to say America. Um, So, so, your fucking flat. This was like all 10 months into the mission. Like, all of this has happened. Okay, Um, so like a good baby carry and a month. Roach fest. And things... You know, apparently it's actually... I think it is 10 months. I don't know. I haven't been pregnant. (laughs) Um, Okay. But so uh, a bunch of the people on the advisory board uh, delivered a report saying like, hey, we fucked up. You guys fucked up. Everybody fucked up. And they all disagreed on it. And a bunch of them quit. So Ed Bass decided to hire a new CEO. You know? He needed somebody of the who was dome? Gonna, of the dome. <laughs> Doug Doug Dimmadale. <laughs> Doug Dimmadome. Dimmadome. Um so apparently the new CEO was literally helicoptered in. Um and it was Steve Bannon. Wait, what? <laughs> well, no. That one. Don't <laughs> Do we need his help here? Is he trying to get one of the roaches elected? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the time, he was a Beverly Hills. Steve, Steve Bannon heard that there was somewhere where roaches were raiding, and he was like, I think I could get into that uh, that hierarchy pretty easily. <laughs> Seems like my kind of people. So he was an investment banker specializing in takeovers. Like that was his, he would like fucking take over businesses that were hemorrhaging money. And then, well, if you look at his weird face, you'd know he didn't specialize in makeovers. Uh, Oh, so biosphere was supposed to make money with tourism and also the inventions that were supposed to be coming out. They were supposed to be just churning out fucking inventions. Uh, The theater kids one more time. (laughs) <laughs> supposed to be turning out inventions. The only thing theater kids have ever invented was zip zap zop. <laughs> what is that? Zip. Zip zap zop. She she uh, studied chimpanzees. <laughs> um. So when when Steve Bannon showed up, the uh, it was running a deficit of 16 to 20 million dollars and he said uh 
we could probably we could probably fire everybody else. So John Polk Allen was removed. I can't tell if it was Ed Bass. Uh, John in an article made it seem like it was a, a hostile takeover from Ed, um, but it seems like it was both Ed and Bannon together because they were kind of investment buddies. And, they were both rich fucks. And John, jo- that's Johnny Dolphin, correct? Yes, Johnny Dolphin. Okay, Johnny please call Dolphin him by his name. Removed. Johnny Dolphin is now removed from the project. Um, and I guess from this point, it's the thing is they kind of quit reporting on the biosphere after Steve Bannon showed up. It seems like people might have lost interest because there were no more articles of how it ended, just that they reached their two year mark and everyone was alive. Wait a minute, was Steve Bannon? Is this the Steve Bannon from Breitbart? Yep, that's that one. Oh, wow. It comes yeah. full circle. <laughs> so yeah. they survived, and I'm guessing there wasn't a three. Well. <laughs> in March of 1994, I don't know. I guess Steve Bannon and Ed Bass wanted to try to make their money back. That's so fucking rich. It doesn't matter. uh, Quick question. What happened to the structure? Did they just let it? Is it still there? It's still there. It's still there. They sold it to Polly Shore. (laughs) 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 And it's a little place we call the La Jolla Comedy Store. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in 1994, they were... They were going to move to another mission. They were sending eight more people in who it doesn't seem like these were, you know, the theater troupe anymore. I don't think because it's, it's no longer being run by John Allen. Um, They've got hopefully scientists, but dead ass, nobody cared about it anymore. Right. I guess my question is like, what are they trying to prove by having people live in it? That it works. They could place this on another planet. And we could immediately be, you know, gotcha, we could gotcha. habitat, habitat, habit. We could habitat for humanity, another planet. So, so within it, days. So we really, he really efficiently disproved his theory that that was possible. So fantastically, <laughs> like really? in that such was his, an incredible fashion. <laughs> but what if that was his goal the whole time? You know, you guys don't yeah. see. He's really his pro genius. Earth. Yeah, he's super pro-Earth. <laughs> Fuck Mars is his hidden agenda. So the purpose of the second project was to make it more of a business venture, I guess. They wanted to... They're really going to stress those those inventions. And uh, they locked in eight more people in March of 1994. And in response to the news of this, knowing that John Allen was no longer a part of it, Two members of the original Biosphere crew knew that they couldn't let this happen. Oh. They had to go on a rescue mission. So two of the original members who were just members of John Allen's theater crew, uh, Abigail Alling and Mark Van Thillo, and Theo, mm. uh, slipped across the foothills of Arizona's Santa Catalina Mountains. They made their way to the biosphere and were able to pull open, I don't know what the fuck tools they had, but they pulled open five of Biosphere 2's doors and broke their seals 
It sounds like this thing was made pretty shoddily, so they probably did that with like, you know, a shoe. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one of them had longer nails and they were able to take a couple long nails. Uh, They smashed some glass panels and made their way to the ventilation system. Uh, Air rushed in from the outside, which I guess affected some of the biosphere shit because, you know, sealed air. Uh, They were arrested and charged with burglary, criminal trespass, and damn it. Um, After they were arrested. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really seem like they... I know they set out on a rescue mission, but it just kind of seems like they broke some windows. It does. It does yeah. seem more like that. If that's the case, then when I was like 13, I did a whole rescue mission on one of my neighbor's Volkswagen Jettas. <laughs> it just sounds like they were looting. They yeah. just wanted those cockroaches really badly. They're like, I'm going to take these fuckers cockroaches. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Right. After they were arrested, Abigail tearfully told the press that they had been worried for the safety of the new crew, that if Biosphere 2's atmosphere wasn't properly tended, they might die. She cited the explosion of the Challenger uh, as uh, her reasoning, saying she took it extremely serious. Um, But that pretty much cut the second mission to an end immediately. They were like, all right, well... What's the fucking point? Uh, a bunch of lawsuits broke out between John, between Ed, I think between Steve Bannon. Everybody sued everybody. Um, and then Steve Bannon brokered a deal with Columbia University to take over the control of Biosphere 2. Huh. It was just kind of like, here, you have it. So he kind of just sold it off? Yeah. Oh, hold on. You're- to Columbia University? I think you're muted. <laughs> so he just sold it to a university. He sold it to Columbia University. Columbia ran it until 2003 uh, when the University of Arizona took over. Uh, I guess uh, Ed Bass had still owned it the whole time. But in 2011, he officially donated Biosphere 2 to the university, uh, along with $20 million to support its research. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's still there today. It actually, I saw an article that like it just in the past couple of days reopened since like, you know, COVID times for walking tours. So you can go into <laughs> this place where <laughs> these people didn't change the world. Isn't that like um, every university? Everyone's still alive. Most of the original crew uh, all still live together on Synergia Ranch. Like in the same place where they had originally conceived all of this, uh, wow. they still live together uh, with John Allen, who's now, uh, he's like 91, I think. Damn. So he's he's like that old dude in uh in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at like the cult ranch. Yeah. Where yeah. he's just like zoned out in a fucking bed. <laughs> totally. Just all these theaters. I know that's the thing, is he continued to like he's he's st- the biosphere was when he was like 60 something, you know? Yeah. So 
he's he continued after that to write and publish stuff. I did see an article that said he he might have come down with a, a blood disease, um, but I couldn't tell if it was another John Polk Allen. Mm, gotcha. Well, that's why you had but, to look up Johnny Dolphin because that, that would tell you. I yeah, I mean this this was a call. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Charles Manson here. He doesn't order anybody killed. Right, right. He just that we know of. He he spent a, at least six months on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. <laughs> Back, where, where is that? Uh, it's like through South Asia. It was like a trade route, I think that. Uh, he went along as a journalist during his two-year trip around the world. But yeah, they, they continued to do science-y shit, but they never got another biosphere because cause it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad idea, and it was a bad idea that was given to theater kids. So, but now it all makes sense. It's not that the beginning of his story was bullshit. It's that they didn't, someone else was interviewing him about his life when he was already like 85. And he was just getting all the years wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's very likely, honestly. That's... It was a good story, Mitch. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. thanks. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. It's, um, there's actually uh, there's a documentary that I did not watch because it seems like it was possibly made by like, one of them it seems like they're jacking themselves off in it but it's called spaceship spaceship earth it came out this year um is it on netflix it's not what's the name? let's find out yeah let's let's plug this it's on vimeo and shit <laughs> spaceship earth you got like you got a venmo them five dollars to watch it <laughs> his Venmo account and somebody shows up at, at your door with a DVD of it and then you have to sit there and watch it in front of him and then they leave with the DVD it's Hulu, Amazon Voodoo oh, yeah. and iTunes oh yeah cool so, so everybody, everybody hop on Voodoo um, <laughs> get your Voodoo app open and it's on there just couldn't be easier you said it's on Amazon I think you have to pay for it on Amazon it's if you have oh. a um, it's also the main sphere attraction of Epcot and Disney. They call it Spaceship Earth, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> That's the first results that I got when I looked it up. All right, I'm going to start by um, doing my plugs. I'm Gracie yeah. Todd, and I am not on any social media because I'm stressed. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're not on any social media because you're stressed? Yes. Okay. I'm uh, Kyle Anderson. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Kyle Anderson Comedy. I'm Mitch Holloman. You can follow me on everything at Mitch Holloman. And Brian, what have you got for us? I am John Pope Allen. (laughs) (laughs) You can know I'm BS Comedian on all the social medias. And I allegedly have a podcast called BS with Brian Simpson. Um, and and, uh, that's about it dude thanks for fucking coming and doing the show with us man we really appreciate it yeah of course that was an adventure bro that was an adventure (laughs) thanks for listening extremists we'll uh we'll we'll see you guys soon is that what you call your your, you call your listeners extremists yeah extremely internet so they're the extremists (laughs) oh that's so stupid okay (laughs) 